Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details you can rent a car a house even that little black party dress so why not rent the stuff you need for your home too the place to do it is errands choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love online or in store pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever but if life changes you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new rent what you need it's better at errands Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Season with Peter Schrager. Uh, we are in the thick of it in the NFL preseason now. Every single team has played. And as we record this, there was a flurry of action around the NFL yesterday, and I want to hit two of the key moves. Uh, the first one being Dalvin Cook signing with the New York Jets. I think everyone's immediate reaction was like, oh, okay, wow, like they're there. And what's that mean about Brees Hall? I could tell you this. Dalvin Cook is going to be a part of a committee. They're going to rotate who hands the ball, and they're going to ride the hot hand when it's appropriate. Dalvin Cook is a nice-to-have not a need to have. Um, speaking with my Jets sources over the last several weeks, they were always very interested in Dalvin Cook. In fact, they brought him to practice a couple Sundays ago, and it was the practice that I happened to be at, and they let him just walk freely, basically everywhere he wanted, be in the state, in the building, on the field, talk to whoever. And he was there dapping up the coaches and dapping up Rodgers, and he and Rodgers spoke for a while. But my big takeaway was watching him, he was basically chaperoned by Woody Johnson and Christopher Johnson, the two owners of the team. I thought it was interesting because at the same time, Dalvin Cook is talking with the Dolphins. And at the same time, Dalvin Cook is talking to the Broncos. These are AFC rivals, one of them in the division, one of them in the AFC West. And I'm wondering what in the heck is going on? And I thought it was interesting. The Jets guys told me 
they wanted Dalvin to get a feel for what's going on here, that they are really confident in the vibe and that there is a contagious factor to the energy that this team has right now. And they thought if Dalvin's considering us and it's going to be us versus other teams, let him know what he could have if he joins this squad here. Um, in the end, that energy was unreal that day. That was the day that Alan Lazard caught a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Fans were there chanting Aaron Rodgers. And it was that back-to-football weekend with the NFL, and the juice was electric. And the, the numbers worked out. I think uh, $8.6 million, but to be completely candid, it's more than I expected him having as a max contract. It's seven base, and then he can make 1.6 more. I thought at this late in the game, August 14th, there wasn't a long line of suitors who were bidding for him that maybe he would have to take a discount. That is not a discount. Yes, against 1995, uh, rationally speaking, running backs to other positions, maybe. But in 2023 and August 15th, to sign a deal for $8.6 million as a running back when you're not necessarily the number one guy, that's pretty good money. So how is he going to be used? I think Brees Hall is still, still targeted for week one. And I think he and Brees Hall both are going to get featured in a lot of ways. And I still think Brees Hall might be the number one guy. So Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, they love Michael Carter. Who's there? They drafted a rookie at a pit, Izzy. He can scoot. Bam Knight was good for them last year. This is a loaded running backs room. Um, I don't think this is, okay, Dalvin Cook, 30 carries in a game, go. But I do think there's an opportunity for Dalvin Cook to get 10 to 15 carries early on, maybe 15 to 20 carries going, and it does make the Jets much better. Uh, I'm bringing in my wonderful producer and friend, Aaron Wong Kaufman. From an objective standpoint, not a Jets fan standpoint, but in your case, a Bills fan standpoint, which might not be really objective at all, but you know what I mean, not a fan of the team. Does it feel like this is a, oh, that's a must-have, or does this feel like it's a guy who's at the blackjack table and is like at 16 and he's like, eh, why not? We're feeling good. Let's hit. It feels a lot like a just a totally different mindset for the Jets, and I, I think of it a lot like Brady, you know, where kind of Brady went to the Bucks and was like, I, I want to win. Like, get me the pieces. And Rodgers coming in, you had the interview with him where he – he was like, I'm going to take less money because I want to put the best players around me. Uh, it feels it feels like like an all-star team and it's scary. And like, you know, that doesn't... Yeah, you mentioned um, Izzy Abanacanda. You mentioned Bam Knight, who I really like. Michael Carter's still there. Like, they have a lot of guys. And that's not even mentioning Brees Hall. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, they're loaded at running back. Their biggest issue is going to be the line. offensive line. But that's so many teams in the league, and every team's an injury away from their line being a thing. Look, I know fans have been getting on me since the Rodgers interview that I've been, you know, pro Jets. Like, it's not because of that. The Jets are really good this year. The Jets are a playoff team this year. Like, they are really good this year, and this makes them even better. So that's the Jets side of it. But a couple hours before that, Ezekiel Elliott signed with the Patriots, and I like that signing too. $6 million. That is a bargain for a guy like Ezekiel Elliott who was hurt last year. And again, similar situation with what I was saying with Cook and Hall. This does not mean Ramondre Stevenson is not the number one guy. They love Ramondre Stevenson. I know people at that building that are like, our offense is going to be what we get out of Mac Jones in the passing game, and it's going to be based around Ramondre Stevenson. You now add Ezekiel Elliott, and now you've got two running backs. You've got a solid offensive line, and they did add some, some strength at receiver that's better than last year. And Bill O'Brien's calling the shots. So... Patriots quietly adding Ezekiel Elliott for $6 million on August 15th. I like that too. And with that, as we record this uh, podcast today, I just got the note that uh, Anthony Richardson is going to be the starter in Indianapolis, which is really interesting considering 
his age, his experience in college, um, not even close to some of the other quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round. And what he has around him, not exactly an elite wide receivers unit. And we don't know what's up with Jonathan Taylor. So throwing him to the wolves a little bit, but you know what? We've learned time and time again. Sometimes you got to sink or swim. They're going with that method and the Colts are going to start Anthony Richardson, who threw an ugly pick six that was looked really technically wrong uh, over the weekend, but also had a beautiful pass deep that was incomplete, but was you know everything was done right on his end. NFL news. It is coming. It is going. It is all over the place. There's updates day to day, and we are in the thick of it already. And yet today is a special day for a friend of mine. Jared Freed is a stand-up comedian. He has been doing this for... 13 years. He has been doing open mic nights for years. He's been traveling the country for years. And this week, Jared's got a special coming to Netflix. This is a major deal for a comedian. Huge placement. We know the we know the reach of Netflix. And uh, for any comedian to get this opportunity is a really cool deal. And I'm proud of Jared, who has been hacking away at it for years. And now uh, this is his moment. So with no further ado, a comedian with some football ties. You'll see what I mean. Mr. Jared Freed. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Our guest is a friend of mine, but long before we got to know each other, I was a big fan of his comedy and his work, and he's got a special that is hitting Netflix today. Today, a Netflix special. It's called 37 and Single. There are football ties to our relationship. Let's bring in the great Jared Free. Jared, what's up, man? Shregs, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be here with you. It is like, uh, it's amazing because... I was saying to someone else, I was like, I, I, you, you rarely make an adult friend. Yes. You know, and I feel like I can say it confidently. We've become friends and that, you know, that means a lot. Like, you know, you don't go on like, like we went and got dinner and I was like, I don't think I can remember a time that I had like a first dinner friend date. It's not common. It's not something that most men do, but it was one of those deals where we had been texting, we have been DMing, we have been laughing at each other stuff. I came on your podcast and I'm like, we should go out in New York City. And then we just did it. We're like, let's just go do it. And that is, I'm secure in that. I loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It made me like mad at myself that I don't do it more often. Just two guys gabbing about (laughs) Jewish summer camp and... (laughs) You know, and people we know in common, like it, it really felt like, and, and, you know, it's funny if you go to, a, if you go to a restaurant, like I, I do a lot of like alone eating, yeah. not to make myself sound sad. The name of the special is 37 and single. Yes. This all sounds sad, but when you're at a dinner place and you have your headphones in and you look around a restaurant, it is all female friendship. Yes. It is not one there's very few times where you see two dudes just talking fantasy football, talking, <laughs> you know, talking, <laughs> sharing the hot gossip, like sharing the spinach and artichoke, the spinach and artichoke. We, we basically made out, you we know, did. we, we ate from the same spinach and artichoke dip cauldron. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, a, that's enough for me. Well, I think it's interesting. So you're a stand-up comedian. And what I love is that we, we, I went on your podcast. I'm like, I really like this guy's stuff. And it was oddly similar to my world in the broadcasting world in that it's like dog eat dog. You're doing your mm-hmm. own thing, but you said it, you're like politicians, comedians and broadcasters we are the three people that travel all over the country and see the darkest regions of the of the this fine place <laughs> we see the whole country that's a michelle wolf thing that i extended to broadcasters because when we were sitting together i was like oh you know, it's it, Michelle Wolf always said politicians and comedians see the whole are the only people that see the whole country. And then I was thinking of you and I was like, you're in that group, yes. too. Like we see 
you know, not many people spend a weekend in Buffalo, even though we know Buffalo from football world. Like, you know, we know Buffalo and Green Bay because they are famous from football. They are not famous from city. And then they had a football team like it. it, it, So not many people. And again, I I've just turned off all of Buffalo. They're the most sensitive town (laughs) in the world. They're a bunch of babies. How is Buffalo as a comedy town? Do they come out? It stinks. Really? I, I, really? Well, they come out. No, let me just say this. They, yeah. I don't. None of them will hear me beyond it stinks. I. They are just Buffalo needs you to love Buffalo. Got it. It, it, it Buffalo kind of when you go on stage, it's like if you don't say, start your set by saying, I, "Let me, hey everybody, I love it here. I love the wings. <laughs> love the wings. You guys are great. Oh my God, you're the you're the underdog." <laughs> Oh, who couldn't cheer for the Bills? If you don't say that before you start your act, they won't let you do your act. It's just, they're very sensitive. And the worst type of sensitive people are the ones that don't think they're sensitive. You know, know, so, and and they're only sensitive, they're not sensitive about material. You can talk about anything you want. You just better agree that Buffalo is a great place to grow up and live and settle down. Like, th- th- that's it. That's all they want to hear. We go through it with Good Morning Football, and it's a lot of, you don't respect our team. You don't talk right. our team. And it was the Bills for a while. Now we do. But, like, for years, it was Bengals fans. It's Lions mm-hmm. fans. And it's because, historically, those teams haven't been relevant towards the end of the season. But they right. internalize it. And then it's like, when we do talk about them, we just get showered with love. It's like, yes. I mean, yes. yes. They're, they're the most passionate. Those are all cold weather cities. Yep. Those are all like hard working cities that, you know, listen, I'm from outside of Boston. I grew up outside of Boston. I, nobody knows you think you're better than me, better <laughs> than a Boston person. Okay. Nobody knows. I mean, we were like seven championships in. On a, on this magical run, and they were still going. They're not talking about they us. Don't they, you know, us they, you know, they don't respect us. You know, the Patriots' way was all built on that kind of, you know, illusion that no one believes in the Patriots, and they're all looking over the Patriots. So I understand that mentality perfectly well. But it it is funny to like you know now as a Patriots fan of sorts when you go somewhere and you say oh i like the patriots they think i i started yesterday people think that i like jumped on the minute you know tom brady had you know a supermodel on his arm and it's like that's not the case no. i'm like you i yeah. grew up in an area where i like my team too you're like i i was there when hugh millen was the quarterback so back off <laughs> that's it um jared when, when you do the comedy for a living it's a lot of airports it's a lot of everyone thinks yes. it's glamorous and you're like but I think some of the stuff, best stuff you do is just like Delta Lounge humor and like right. getting into the Delta Lounge <laughs> and, you know, when you're stuck at a connection and you miss the gate and all that stuff, like I, that's why I'm enjoying your stuff the most. Your, your, your special is 37 and single, but I think it's a lot of like, and this is the ultimate compliment, but it's a lot of like that Seinfeld style, like you ever notice and it right. hits. It hits. It, I appreciate it. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in... I'm just a normal dude. Like, I like my family. I go on dates. Um, You know, I don't have a sad tale to tell. Some comedians are going to come up and tell you their tragedies and their upbringing. 
I don't really have that to really talk about. Like I, you know, grew up in a suburb outside of a major city, you know, like during, you know, 1990s kid, you know, so I, I'm, I always consider myself the center part of the bell curve. Like I'm 10% away from you, the guy you're dating, your brother, your cousin, the guy who dumped you, the guy you dumped, you know, and, and when I talk about dating, especially that's kind of why people have like, you know, gotten involved with the things I talk about because it's honest and it's fun and it's lighthearted and it's meant to connect with people. I'm not looking to be some special artist out there telling my jokes and, you know, in, in an alley, like I want the big crowds. <laughs> I want, I want people to connect. And like, when I go talk about being in the Delta lounge and how the, I feel that there's too many people in there and how <laughs> there should be a tiered, you know, I just think the Delta Lounge, there needs to be levels. It needs to be a pyramid. And the more miles you have, the higher up on the pyramid you get to go until there's one seat on the top that's a king's, you know. Uh, the, the one person know. who travels the most can have all right. the free cottage cheese and cantaloupe they want. That's right. And look down on everyone else. That's what I want. <laughs> I want the ability to look down on lesser Delta medallion you know, holders. Well, I'll tell you, I was at LaGuardia, I guess it was LaGuardia a few weeks ago, and there was a line 20 deep to get into the Delta Lounge, and that was frustrating. I just sat at the gate instead. Horrific. And, you know, I remember they were, everyone was in one line, and then immediately I tweeted, there should be different lines for different tiers of Delta. And then they did it. They actually Do they? started doing it. Is there a it. Yeah, diamond yeah. medallion? There's yeah. a diamond medallion lane that I stroll through, <laughs> and then I cough on everyone in the other <laughs> line. I just make sure to cough on them just to let them know who's in charge. You know, the LaGuardia situation, I don't know what they're going to do. There better be another entrance that they're building. It takes, a, it takes 12 miles to get to the to the gates. What's going on? Do you, ha, they must be building another entrance. I I hope to God because and this <laughs> this other entrance must be a the shrine not to be believed because to not open it before as everything's going on because I've walked I have gotten back from like Albany mm -hmm. and it's taken me longer to get from the gate to the Uber than it did to Albany itself. It's crazy. They're doing construction. If you're, if you're not, this is a very niche LaGuardia airport talk, Listen, but I don't do, care. This is, <laughs> they're doing, they're doing construction and they open the new gates and they're very luxurious. There's like a bubbies yes. in one of them and there's, right. uh, you know, there's high end stuff and you can get dig in or you can have, yeah. you know, whatever it is. However, um, they're still doing construction on the outside. So you have to walk underneath like a tunnel with like wood, like dangling from the walls and it's forever. It's a 20 and minute it's, walk. Eight mile walk. And if people are wondering, yes, 37 and single is about two <laughs> minutes of dating material and then another 58 minutes of LaGuardia gate humor. So if anyone's wondering, this is exactly what you're going to get on the special. The special is on Netflix. And I, I watched it last night. It's great. It's an hour. It's awesome. And it just goes up uh, this week. And I'll tell you, you hit on something that I, I kind of internalized and I felt bad about. I've been married for, for 10 years now and I was dating my wife for five years before that. So I missed the whole online hinge, Bumble, mm. Tinder, all that stuff. And you hit on it. You're like, 
There's nothing worse than the married guy who's like, let's take this for a dabble and starts like almost condescendingly like, oh, this is awesome. I would like, no, it's not awesome. It sucks. I have done that to my single friends and you <laughs> caught me red handed where I'm like, let's just see. And I'm like, oh, right. this is crazy. And it's like, yeah, this is my, this is my life, dude. It they, sucks. They want to play. Your married friends want to play with Tinder, play with Hinge. <laughs> As if it's your, like, you know, your poker game on your phone. Oh, let me just try it. You know that actually happened to me? This is what, you know, you know, the beauty of dating apps. Dating apps were created by male nerds who didn't want to get turned down. There's very few instances of getting turned down on an app. What you do is you you swipe left if you don't like them, and then you swipe right if you do like them. If you swipe right and you get a match, you go, oh, they like me, of course. If you swipe right and you get no match right away, your first thought, strangely, is, Oh, they they haven't seen me. She yet. must have missed yeah. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, they'll get to me later. They'll get to me at one point. So it's a very cocky place to be on. And so you, very rarely do you get hit in the heart in the way you did in the old days and I did in the old days where you go up to a woman with a flower in your hand. <laughs> you go on a date with me? That happens very – that doesn't happen on a date. Can you app, not so. pick up a girl though? Like in, in a like does that not happen anymore where you just go up to a girl or is that weird? You can do that. But my point is really that you can't – that on the dating app, it's the reason it exists is to not have a public interaction. No and rejection. No, no rejection no ever. The one time I felt rejected on a dating app, there was a girl I matched with. I'll never forget it. We, I'm swiping, you know, hinge, whatever. I don't even remember the app. And there's this girl, and, I'm, and she's cute, and she's like my type, and Jewish, and Penn State. I went to Penn State. So I'm like... Wow, and we have all these friends in common. You can kind of like, you know, you go look them up. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm send a message, no response, but you go, I guess they haven't seen me yet. And like, you know, a little time goes by and I message my friend that we had in common. I'm like, hey, because this is what happens on a dating app. You get attached to something that doesn't exist. It's just a match. It's very small. And I text my friend. I go, hey man, you know this person. I matched with him on a dating app. What's the scoop is really what I was wondering. He goes, a day later, he texts me. He goes, hey, man, she said her friend was playing with the app, and that's why you guys matched. And it's going to be – and then she Randy Jackson me. She was like, it's going to be a no from me, dog. It's a no. And that was it. That was it. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy, but this is what happens when people go, I want to play with the app. It's like, how about not? How about you let me, you know, how about you fix me up with someone you're thinking of me for? Like, that's the thing. Married people, they have to understand all their single friends do want to be fixed up. They want to be fixed up thoughtfully because what they'll say, married people, what they'll do is they'll go, want to meet my friend? And then you have to beg. You go, can I see a picture? (laughs) And you're like... And now it's like, and then they look at you when you go, can I see a picture? They're like, who do you think you are? You, you, are you chubby loser. Shot. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What, she's not good enough for you? It's like, how about you give me all the information I would get on a dating app, but also with your thumbs up approval. That's what people want. We want to know that these aren't these crazies that are out there. Uh, you hit on something in your podcast a couple of weeks ago because I listened to your podcast, J Train, which is I love. And you were like, sometimes you'll see like the same women on the dating apps for years mm. and they're always there. And then one day they'll just not be on and you're like, I'm proud of them. They found someone. I'm proud of Good them. I don't them. know them, but I'm proud Good. of them. <laughs> Good for them. Happy for them. That's the thing. It's you like, think you about know, it. Whatever happened to that one? She was whatever. Oh, 
you see people around the city that I've seen. I'm like, how do I know them? Oh, I've been looking at their picture for 18 years on the dating app. <laughs> I, I, I will say it is, you know, the thing about dating, it's a very personal thing that's not personal. You know, like everyone's just trying to get to where they feel comfy, cozy. It's not like... There's no hatred in it, even though it feels bad. So it is, I love talking about dating stuff because, and especially from a male point of view, because there's not a lot of straight guys that are out there kind of like talking about it in an edible way. Um, so it's really nice to hear back from like women, you know, that for the podcast, most of my listeners are women and they're like, yo, okay. It's nice to hear that it was like not that big a deal as maybe I made it out to be, you know, and it's stuff like that where you see someone for years you don't wish them bad. You don't wish them, you know, you're just like, oh, good, find someone. It's interesting because you're here talking about dating advice, very relevant. You do the bachelor reviews. Mm. And then you also have this other gear where like you hang out at the comedy cellar and you're with David right. Tell and Jim Norton and whoever else. And you hang with that crowd. Like, I feel like you can go with any group because it's pretty relatable, but you also have this, like you're a comedian's comedian piece to you too. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, like, you know, I've been doing stand-up every night for 13 years. You know, that's why this special is so special to me. It's like, you know, this is a validating thing to be on Netflix and to have an hour on there, you know, and like, you know, at the cellar, it was always like, you know, at the cellar, it's people just ball busting, all the comics just making fun of each other before you go on stage. And like, you know, the thing I would get for was like, Jared watches The Bachelor and thinks he knows things about dating, you know, and it, it, and it's funny to kind of like have that known, but like also you go on the same lineups as so many different comics and especially like, you know, my peers, the people that I came up with, like, you know, that they're getting success in their own ways and their own arenas. Like I was out last night or two nights ago with Nimesh Patel, who's like blown up on TikTok and then Michael Che, who's blown up you know, SNL, who doesn't know Michael Che? And it's like, we met at open mics, you know, just putting our name in a bucket. And it's like this amazing thing that, and again, and also Michelle Wolf, who like I opened for, you know, as a friend and peer on the road before she taped her Netflix special. So it's like, it's, it's really like nice and awesome that we all kind of text back and forth and figure out bits together. We all care about stand up, and, you know, the thing is about stand-up, it's the prize. You get to do stand-up if you do the other work, if you go to the open mics, if you write, if you do the Bachelor live stream. Not to say I don't love doing Bachelor stuff and podcasts, but those are all to service getting people out to shows to see the hour, to see it, the work in progress. Like, you know, what's cool for me is I taped this special 37 and single in December. I paid for it. I made it. I went to sell it. And it took all this time to sell. And during that time, what am I going to do? I'm not going to sit back and relax. I'm going to go back on stage. Time to start again. You know, that's why I, you new know, material and new cut, material. Cut yeah. The most humbling thing in the world. That's why you don't, you don't meet, uh, you meet, uh, you meet a standup comic there. They're, they're going to be self-deprecating because you humble yourself every night. You fail every night if you're trying, if you're trying new material. So since December, I've been working on a whole new hour. So like the thing I'm most proud of, I'm proud of the special. I'm proud that it's on Netflix, but I've moved on. Mentally, I'm on the new hour. You know, what does Tom Brady say? What's his favorite championship? The next one. The next one. one. Yeah. Ah, that's my favorite special. So right now, at the end of 37 and Single, I did like a little, you know how like in the Marvel movies, I, you tease. saw it, a little tease. <laughs> 
at the Marvel movies in the credits, they do a little post credit scene. I did a post credit scene during the credits of my parents, like giving me so the whole next hour that I'm doing on the road right now, I'm doing, you know, all new material from the special. So if you watch the special and you want to come to a live show, it's all brand new. And it's all about going on vacation with my parents and what that's like and what that feels like and the the weirdness of that and the weird. And you know this, like, you know, how some families just have that financial tie together that we never had. No other generation shared something like the family plan the way we do with our <laughs> generation. Like, you know, like no other generation called their parents the minute they landed somewhere at 38. Like I'm calling saying landed. <laughs> Text landed. Landed. Texting landed. I did that joke on The Tonight Show and people, every time I go to Boca, my parents live in Boca, of course they do. Do the landed joke. <laughs> do the, go oh, landed, landed. Every Jewish mother, landed. I saw landed. And it's because their kids do it too. So that's kind of the things I'm talking about for the next special. So it, 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 again, because I love stand-up and like, you know this, you're such a, like a stand-up supporter and that's, you know, how we connected. You knew, you know, I was like, we know when someone loves stand-up and loves yeah. the comedy world. So when we first met and started talking, I was like, oh, this guy knows his And it's like, not many people do, you know, like this is a, this is a more niche thing than people want to believe because you and I, we know football, we, we love football, but like, we also know the bravado of football dudes. Every football fan wants to believe they know funny. They know the comedians. They know the guy. I get that because, I, you know, I do shows where the women who follow me, they'll come to the show and they'll bring the boyfriend. The boyfriend will be like, oh, man, that was pretty good. I haven't heard of you. I, you know, and then they name my friends to me to yeah. tell me how much they know. And it's like, you know, it, it, so it is just this like smaller world than anyone would believe. And it's really nice that like when people come to shows and appreciate it and like know the world a little bit. Well, I can only imagine the boyfriend's initial reaction. He doesn't know you. And it's like the, the, the girlfriend's like, I, I love this guy's reviews of the bachelor. Why don't you come right. see him? Do like, I'm going to watch some other man entertain my wife. Like, right, what are you right, talking right. about? But then it's, you realize that your stuff is, is awesome. And it's for everyone. They, they think I'm pandering to their girlfriend, which isn't the case. And they realize very quickly. That's not what I'm doing. And what it will also, I had one instance, I'll never forget it. I'm in Nashville. I'm on stage and I give dating advice. But like from my own perspective, I talk about dating on a podcast. And, you know, and so this guy in the front is just miserable the whole time. And I said, and he's with his girlfriend. I go, I go, hey, man, what's the deal? What, you know, you look like you ate a sandwich. What's happening? <laughs> And he, I, like level with me, like I can't break you. And he goes, I don't know, man. You just every time we get in a fight, my girlfriend and I, she's always like Jared says, <laughs> and you're like her teammate in our arguments. And I was like, that's funny. I didn't think of it that way. And then I'll never forget. It was like a month later. I'm in an argument with my own girlfriend at the time. And she literally, mid-argument, she goes, well, you said on the podcast. I was like, don't listen to that. <laughs> don't listen idiot. to me. That guy's yeah, an idiot. Yeah, he, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. And I was like, I, I never felt more connected to someone who hated me in my entire life. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my all right, so you mentioned you're a Patriots fan, and that's not usually we have on guests, and it's like, sure. all right, this is a comedian, this is a celebrity, and they love this team, and that's the football tie. Uh, yours goes much deeper than that. You're right. wearing a Bears hat. Can you explain <laughs> Jared Freed's connection to the Chicago Bears? Well, I've so I'm a pay now I'm less of a Patriots fan, and this sounds bad to any like 
football fan. They're like, what in the world? My brother is, I don't know what to call, I guess I would call him a coach for the Chicago Bears. He works on, he's on the Bears staff. I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah, you don't and, have the org chart list him on the media right, guide. I, right, I don't know where he stands on the flow chart, but he is, um, he's worked in the league, he worked at the league office, and then he went to Miami, and now he's with the Bears, and you know, I I follow him where he goes. I got skin in the game, so to speak. <laughs> you know, like I cheer for the Bears like they're my high school team now. You know, it's family. You know, as my family always said, when you're here, you're family. That was our saying growing up. So, yeah. It's so, very, like my. It's it's a good, I, that's a good one. I, I like the pasta and breadsticks also. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, so it's been this weird thing because I feel emotionally connected to football in a way that I felt it before. Like you grow up a Patriots fan, but now it's like, I'm cheering for play. Like, you know, Justin Fields, like I'm cheering for him. Like he's my brother. Cause my brother's, you know, in the booth and, you know, now, you know, his fiance, she was, you know, they met in Miami and she was, she's in your industry. She's a, a broadcaster too. She was on the NBC station in Miami and now she's moved to Chicago. Now we're all wearing, you know, bear down. We're all wearing the, you know, the blue and orange, so to speak. I, I don't even know if that's what they say. I don't even, I think they do say bear down. Um, I, I'm curious, like, is it known that his brother's a very famous stand-up comedian or is that something <laughs> he keeps famous. quiet in NFL circles, you know? People people know he's, you know, I've had people come out to shows because they know my brother and like, you know, they've connected on me or vice versa, you know, it comes up and then like, you know, also they're just comedy fans and they'll bring up a name and Harry's met all these people. Like my brother was like with me at open mics. Like my brother was like, you know, he was sleeping. I mean, I, I don't think that I'm not speaking out of turn. He was sleeping on my couch telling me that he wants to be in the NFL one day. And it was like, and he's getting his MBA and he's, and I'm like, and I remember he was like, a few months into my couch and I'm living in this like tiny New York city apartment. And there was a point where it's like, he's, and he's just trying to figure out his way and I'll never forget. It. And I'm going to open mics while he's going and trying to knock on doors and sending resumes out. Yeah. Resumes. And it's just not working out for either of us to be in such close quarters. And I'll never forget it. There was one day where I like, I kicked him out. I was like, Listen, there's too many dreams in this apartment. We, we, <laughs> you got to get out of here. And, you know, in his own version, you know, we're all the star of our own movie. You know, he goes off and he goes on his odyssey and I continue my own odyssey. And, you know, we're both each other's like biggest fans and supporters. Like, and we gave, you know, we were there for each other so much and like talking each other through kind of the tough emotional times of trying to do something that no one can understand, you know, like that, you know, this isn't, this isn't the lawyer path, the finance path, the, the doctor path, you know, this, you oh, know, I know you it were well. writing, you're, speaking it, you, you're, you know, this, you know, intimately you're writing blog posts and, you know, and people say to you, you go home for Rosh Hashanah and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You say you do what? Well, you got to meet. I remember I went home to my grandmother's shiva call. Um, <laughs> now we'll get real Jewy. I'm at my grandmother's shiva call and people try to help you, but it's almost demeaning. 
I remember this one woman was like, you should talk to my friend. They work at SNL. And I was like, and you have to say yes to everything. And I remember I get on the phone with this. She goes, I'll put you on the phone with their mom. I was like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then she holds, I'm at my grandmother's shiva call. My grandmother just died days before the body's still warm. She holds, this woman holds up her phone to me and it's another woman. And and she's going, hello? And I go, hi. Um, I want to be a writer on SNL. Right, right. Like, what do I say? And then I remember the woman, she goes, well, my daughter <laughs> went, to, went to Harvard and worked for the Harvard Lampoon. <laughs> Have you looked into that? And I was like, thank you very much. Good to meet you. I hung up as soon as I could. And I was like. You know, and so that happens so much. These enraging, when someone's really there, they're to help. really coming Trying from the best place. And you can't say anything bad. You want to like scream with the, from within. And I know you know that. And it was nice, kind of, you know, uh, over the years, it's been really nice to have my brother going through his own thing, which is totally different than comedy, but a lot the same, just like you similar and in how different it is from everything else. And, you know, now I go to a Bears. I'm going to opening week. I'm going to the gonna Bears go? game. Packers Bears? Yeah, Packers Bears, of course. I want to see. I go sit in the family section. I'm screaming at the team. You know, I remember one one time I was like, and then I like to, with, you know, I, I get drunk. I have a bunch of beers and, <laughs> and vodkas. And then, I, like, I remember I was at the Miami game once, and I and I realized I was sitting behind the – offensive coordinator's dad like you start to realize who you're sitting around yeah you're questioning the calls and uh, <laughs> well then i did it by i did it as a joke like i'm a little drunk i'm like i gotta f- with this guy i go i every play i go who is calling these plays <laughs> and you just see the dad like kind of turn around and then when he finally got mad enough to turn around fully i just made eye contact yeah, and i started okay. like grab his shoulder and start yeah, laughing buddies, come on yeah and he starts laughing you know it's like it's like that where it's like i get to be his fan and I get to sit in the back, but you know, and, and also like when you have a coach as a brother, my brother did me the biggest favor in the world. He, he went, he would come to my shows and I remember I'd come off stage and criticism is very difficult to take. I think it's very hard to give. You have to be constructive. You have to see where the person is trying to go and how they're trying to, you have to be, so, and and he, I came off stage and he would go, I got like 10 notes and it would be like, <sighs> and in the notes, it would be like, loved this energy, good, this and energy there. Good. You were a little fast on that. I didn't get what you were saying. It was like this, like, and I was like the way he gave it to me, I was like, this is so valuable. It was oh, so helpful. He's a coach. Would help. He's a professional coach. And coach like, that's how he, you know, it's amazing. That's how he talks to his players. You guys don't have that. Right. No, no, it, none of us have that. And I, and then I remember Michelle Wolf and I are friends and, and, and it was a big opportunity to open for Michelle. She had just done the white house correspondence sure. dinner. That was after the white house correspondence. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. And, and I go and start opening for her. And I remember she came off stage and I was like, well, I like it when it's done for me. I'm sure she'll like it. Oh, and how'd that go over? <laughs> Loved it. Loved really? it. Like no one likes writing more than Michelle. So, yeah. and and we really connected over that. And, you know, that was us becoming closer friends and creating a bond over comedy. And like, you know, and, and I would, I don't, wouldn't have known how to do that or to do that without my brother. So it's like, it, it all translates. So for me, like when I was growing up, it was, you know, like, wow, look at Dick Schapp, what he gets to do. Look at Roy Firestone interviewing people mm. or, 
oh my God, Ahmad Rashad is on the court interviewing players. Can you imagine? Who were those guys for you in comedy? And was that really a thing with you in comedy? Were you one of these SNL nerds who would sit home and watch the tape of Wayne's World over and over again? Or like, was this something where you came at it from a different angle and it wasn't like you worshiped comedy as a kid? Never, never like the big comedy nerd. Um, I liked making my friends laugh. I liked writing an email to my group of friends and <laughs> ball busting. And having Fantasy one of them message board. Oh, absolutely. And when and having one person go off email to email you individually to be like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying at my desk. That's the <laughs> that would get me off. And then the one special I really loved, and it was on a thousand times, and I would say I I emulate this comic a Let lot me guess, Kevin let me guess. J Oh, Kevin James. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. premium blend, go. Which I, one? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin James, Sweat the Small Stuff. It's on YouTube. It's still, most of the bits still work today. I've never gotten to meet him, but like his physicality, his, you know, his bigness, his, his light on his feet. You know, I really love that. And also the relatability of like, I just could feel everything he was talking about. So that was the one special I watched a thousand times, but never... I was never that guy who was like, George Carlin, I hugged yeah. his book. You know, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this thing hits Netflix. Take us mm. really briefly. So you said 13 years of doing stand-up comedy. And then like, it, this is not to make it overly dramatic. This is the biggest moment so far for the career. Is this like what that means? I don't know the significance of a Netflix special, knowing what it's done for so many others. But like, is this, this could be your moment. It's hard to explain because it came out at 3.30, 3 in the morning. I woke up to like some very nice messages. I hope it just, you know, brings more people to what I do. You know, like it is the biggest moment of my life. It is like the platform is just so big. And I want like, you know, you've seen what it's done for other people. I have some friends that like have had Netflix specials and it's made it so they could tour. Like I just want to be able to go and do great shows. And it's it's really as simple and hokey and cheesy as that. Like, again, the prize is doing stand-up. I get to do it. I get to travel the country. I love putting together the bits. And, like, it it, it really does sound cheesy, but this is, like, if I can just – and I, I, if I can make a living doing that, like, who – you know, as, as the Harbaugh's would say, who has it better than yeah. us? Yeah. You know, like it's uh, so I, I just and when people connect with what I'm saying and they come up to me with their, you know, with their families or their boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it might be, and be like, wow, we we just died laughing like it's that's the greatest pleasure. You know, like if someone says to me, like, I literally peed my pants, I'm like, that is like all I, I can yeah. ask for, you know, Um 37 and single is the special. You obviously are 37 and single. Uh, the I'm not going to give it away, but your opening bit on just you're on these apps so often that sometimes eventually you start just dismissing women because of their names. And it's <laughs> you don't even look at their pictures. Just don't I, even I don't, don't want to be with that name. <laughs> with women, men, that and that's like the most relatable thing. It doesn't matter who you are. You get bogged down. And that's like the thing about it that I really like connect with people on like you know, it, it, and sometimes married people don't understand. It's like, I don't think I'm anybody. I don't think I deserve anything. You know, you're just going, oh, I'm tired. I want to be, I think like I've been talking a lot lately about like, you just want to be six months in on night one. You know, like I don't get to wanna, that point. Just get me to six months in right away. Let's get past the, 
ooh, your, you know, your parents are from where? It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Tell me why you hate your parents, but you love them because they pay your cell phone bill. Like, you know, like, get me there, you know? And New York City is ripe for material, I imagine. You choose to live here. You can live anywhere if you wanted. I mean, I love New York. I mean, I, I live a very New York life, you know, I, but again, the sellers here, like the seller is like such a, like if anyone's out there and you go to a show, go to, you go to New York, go to a New York city comedy seller show, go to any lineup, any lineup. Like the other thing is like, I love being a, the world that I'm in. I like telling people go to, just go to the show. Like I have friends. What show are you on? Are you there tonight? I go, just, just go. go to any, yeah, just go to any show. You know, if I'm, if I'm to give like insider advice, McDougal Street Room is the one you want to go to. Second would be Village Underground. Third would be Fat Black Lounge. Fourth would be Fat Black Bar. If you want insider tip. If it shows is sold out, there's a standby line a half hour before every show, and it's not sold out. It's a reservation system. So no one's paid for tickets ahead of time, so a lot of people don't show. So you're going to go to a show that night. I'm telling you, it is the biggest win. If you're like planning a date night with your wife or girlfriend, you're going to New York City, you want to win, you go to the Commie Cellar. Guaranteed win. That's why, you know why all the reservations are gone? All the concierges. At the hotels. At the hotels, take them up. Because what better than a free ticket that someone could take or leave that the concierge wins and there's no loss potential? Yep. Uh, you're, we were talking earlier and I said, you've got like a Seinfeld like ish for this generation where it's like, that is funny. It's observational. It's for the most part clean, of course, your language and you do talk about sex and stuff, but you're not going down, you know, any road it's Seinfeld ish. Mm. Uh, that might be very basic for me to say that knowing there's a million comedians. So uh, have you met Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, uh, so I didn't tell you this story. Did I? No. So I went on stage at Gotham. Seinfeld goes to Gotham. That's where he works out material. Is he there um, often or is he one of those guys who'll pop in once a year? Or is he like a no, worker? No, he I I think, you know, he loves you can tell he loves stand-up. I he kind of there's this level of comedian like Seinfeld where they like treat it like golf, like they like to play every day. <laughs> you know, like they like to like get out there sometimes, or like, you know, it, it does seem like it's golf to him. So he'll so I get to the Gotham Comedy Club and they're like, hey, Jared. You're going to go on stage first, and then Jerry's coming. And I'm like, who? They're like, Jerry Seinfeld. I'm like, oh, that Jerry. So then they're like, he could show up in five minutes or in 15 minutes. We don't know. Now, we're going to turn the light on, which means you have two minutes left. When you see the light go on, get the f off stage. Yeah. Because we don't, they don't want Jerry He's breaking not stride. No, yeah. he ain't waiting. So... I, and five and 15, two different numbers when sure. it comes to a comedian. You, I want to end, right, end well. I want Seinfeld to like me, you know, like that type of thing. So I'm at Gotham. I'm on stage. It's five minutes in. And then he's so famous that you can see his outline and a you know buzz. who he is. <laughs> you know, you just see right? the silhouette. You, just a silhouette and you know who he is. I see his silhouette, but the light isn't on. So I'm like, you know, J Train gonna cook. So I <laughs> so I keep going and I go into like some material that I would think like he might like. And the jokes on the special, um, you can see it on the special, the joke that so I come off stage and I, I see the light go on, I come off stage and I see him, he goes, Love the fat stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he goes, Love That's the it. fat stuff. And he goes, he goes, he goes, Justin's peanut butter. 
Never would have thought. Oh, he's like, that's great. He goes, Justin's peanut butter. He kept repeating, and I go, that you know, like you almost bow to him. I'm like, yes. thank you, thank you. You know, you got, you know, I. You well, know, he's the guy who thought you, of the, the Pez dispenser or Junior right. Mints, and like, there's all these references, and so like when he gives you a brand name that you reference, and he's like, well done. That's got to be the right. ultimate compliment. The best comment in the world. And I had my recorder running in my back pocket when this happened, so I literally have it on tape, and you can, and again, just like the silhouette, you're like. That's his voice. Like, it's like he's so famous. And I sent it to my parents. You know, I like edited it to like send to my parents. And then they ruined it by going, What? Who is this? <laughs> What's going on? They just all that annoying question. Uh, Jared Freed, the special comes out this week. It's called 37 and Single. Where else can our listeners find you and uh, podcasts, concerts, tour, all that stuff? JaredFreed.com. Come to a show. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. 37 and Single at Jared Freed on Instagram, but just go watch the special. Go enjoy. You'll find me after that if you had a good time, and I'm sure you will. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Go Bears. Bear down. Bear down. Uh, Jared Freed, awesome stuff, man. Thank Dude, you. Thank you. That was awesome. Jared Freed, whose brother Harry uh, coaches for the Chicago Bears. That's tremendous. Aaron, um, you have to think there are some similarities to like people in – the music profession, the people in sports broadcasting, it's one in a million and you got to feel good for a guy like Jared uh, to get his spot. I just got to hope that everyone watches it. Yeah. I, as a musician, have very similar experiences of um, going to the open mic. You're putting your name down on the list. You sit there for two hours. You got the same people who you've been to six other open mics with the last few months. Yeah, I, I get it. And it's he's very funny. Uh, I love his podcast and exciting. I'm excited to watch his special too. Let's see how it goes. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We've got another awesome episode coming either later this week or early next week. We're going to see, but I'm excited about the guests we have on that one. But in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening as always. This is when the season's getting really started. So keep on telling your friends, subscribe, spread the word. We're doing it over here. We're now on YouTube also. We love the comments on that. On behalf of Aaron Wong-Kaufman and the rest of the gang here in New York and all the NFL Network folks out on the West Coast. This is The Season with Peter Schrager. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for 
more details. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.